Hello and welcome to another edition of the Streamcast. I am Proto Man and I'm joined by Hassan. You know him, you love him. I'm a sick gamer. I love. Shut up. All right. So... <laughs> I did it. Yes. I got kicked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So we are joined by a very special guest. We've been fortunate enough to work with them a couple of times before, and now we've got them on our podcast. Please welcome a sweet melting pot of all things nerdy, Hassan and Ram, two-thirds of the Nerd Alternative. Hey guys. Hello. Uh, I'm Tingle and ready to mingle, and I'm here to say <laughs> Isaac for Street President. <laughs> Please kick him out for that. That just made like a shiver run. Oh, it's so good. I don't associate you anymore, Hassan. I was just going to say, I'm Ram, and that's it. But okay. That's sensible one. Okay. It's funny you say that, Hassan, because Ram's your tingle and ready to mingle, and Ram's got a jingle for us. I do not have a jingle for anybody. Okay. It was really good. You can listen to after privately, but okay, cool. It cannot live on the internet. Can we link it? You guys aren't ready. Okay, we'll put up ready for Rams mixtape. It's gonna be. (laughs) I mean, I think I have potential. (laughs) I'm I'm here for it. We all believe in you. We all believe in you. (laughs) So the Nerd Alternative, one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. You're out here, Black British nerds out here making a space for yourselves and other cool black people tell us a little bit about how you got to know each other and where the idea of let's go into content creation let's make a podcast came from uh ram do you want to take this because i I think you got the ball rolling yeah i feel like well so levi and i were together for like i don't know how many other years at this point um and he was talking about like wanting to do a podcast and it's actually quite weird because I think that was around the time that he was listening to um the nerd council streamcast and then also blurred up um which are like our favorite podcasts um and I think oh. like yeah, he kind of was just like yeah like I, I'm thinking about like doing something similar to that um but he wasn't really sure about like who to set up with blah 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 and I was like well I feel like I am a nerd, but I, I don't know how much like experience, not experience, but I, I felt like I was more like a movie person as opposed to a games person. But we were like, oh wait, actually that's like a nice bridge. Like we could talk about everything. Um, and then we were like, okay, well, it's not just going to be us two because I don't know, that would be weird. <laughs> um, and I knew Hassan from work um, when we worked at H&M. So I was like, oh, Hassan, um, yeah, me and my boyfriend are thinking of doing a podcast. Do you want to join? And then he was like, yeah. And then, wow, here we are. <laughs> the rest is history. Yeah. There was a lot of talking before we actually, like, sat down to record stuff. But I think that's, like, what made it, <clears throat> like, I feel like our podcast is just us chatting. And I think that really long, like, talking period was, like, a good sense of, like, all the personalities in the room and, like, what everyone's like expertise are um you'll notice i'm very quiet during gaming episodes because i don't know anything <laughs> but like you know, there's a lot of like learning and stuff so yeah that's the general journey that's wonderful 
and I think the fact that you can just blend and weave into between different nerdy topics so easily makes it special. That's your USP almost. Um, no, I think you're in a really great position, Ram, because uh, like all these great games that myself, that Levi, that Hassan, that Andy knows, like you just all of them at like your fingertips, and you can just pick anything you want. I'd love to play God of War again or Horizon. I mean, that's literally love. what I'm doing right now. <laughs> hey. I played God of War like three days ago. Nice, um, nice. How are you finding it so far? Um, different. I I don't know. I think I'm trying to get over this thing where like I um I'm not Gen Z. I am a millennial, but I do have like the Gen Z tendency of like if I'm not good at something straight away, I don't want to do it. Um, and so <laughs> like I think I'm trying to get like games has been help. Games have been helping me get over that. So it's been a little bit challenging. But I've never played a game like that where it feels like there's no like break in the narrative, which is super interesting. Um, and just like, yeah, um, I'm like very, very much in the beginning, but I am really enjoying it. It's just like, I'm not getting frustrated when I can't beat like a troll or something. <laughs> so, apart from that, it's great. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear you're enjoying it. Um, I think that is definitely something that's synonymous with gaming. Not being good at something at, at, at first, but then having to get good at something, whether it's through grinding, through repet repetitive action, or looking up stuff online and then incorporating that into your gameplay. Mm. Um, <laughs> why are you laughing, Hassan? I'm laughing because, <laughs> yeah. like, the amount of times I've had to build, like, conspiracy boards for certain games just to, like, <laughs> remember. Like, Stardew Valley is, like, a perfect example of that where you have to, like, know how long certain things take to grow, what seasons mm. things are going to come in when there's like quests to try and like get friendship with people and you're like, how am I going to source this thing? And you're like, I'm not actually enjoying a game. I'm building a spreadsheet. What am I doing? For I do spreadsheets sometimes. Sometimes it's like, <laughs> I think it's fun sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. But then you're like, it's four in the morning and I've done nothing but build the most intricate spreadsheet about a game I'm not enjoying right now. <laughs> That's What I'm hearing. Exactly. Sorry. What I'm also hearing is transferable skills for the workplace that exactly. pays high amounts of cash. <sighs> I'll tell myself that as I cry myself to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Just use all the money that you're making to. <laughs> well, I know that you have definitely played quite a few games, and I'd like to see what your favorite game is at the moment. So we'll start with you, Hassan. What's your favorite game? Um, I've got, I've got a few. Um, I think we like talked about kind of um, how difficult it is to to nail down one favorite game or one best game because of, like how how wide the scope gaming can be. Um, two games that are like very, well, three games that are very formative for me that I think are formative for like a lot of people. Um, the Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening is one of is one of the games that like originally made me go oh i'm a gamer and i'm gonna i'm always gonna do this i love this this is like such a fascinating and beautiful world that i just wanted to like immerse myself in as much as possible like back on the old game boy um it kind of introduced me to the world like adventure games and like how how, how much of like a transportive like thing gaming could be because like before they're playing stuff like mario and it's like 
it's fun and like you can kind of speed run and that kind of stuff but like i wasn't like oh my god i'm this little swordsman <laughs> fighting my way <laughs> through dungeon um the next game on my list i would say is uh morrowind um again elevating the the rpg experience and just kind of opening up this whole new world of what gaming and storytelling could be and and introducing me to like how quickly i could break games and just get outside of the scope of what i should be doing like i think that that like awakened another hunger in my kind of like gaming and what i loved about gaming um the third one i would say like a formative game would be uh, halo i oh, like okay. when the when the og xbox came out i was like firstly finally i can have a controller that fits my giganto hands like <laughs> that was the first time <laughs> and then secondly i was like playing halo with my brother and i remember us finishing the game in a day and then going, oh god we're just gonna keep playing this game and like we played it until like the cd broke like it i love og halo so much that game is fantastic it's it's aged like for sure it's age <laughs> but it's got such a magical place in my heart like it oh love it oh that's wonderful that's a nice array of games as well ram how about you um i keep saying i don't play a lot of games but i do actually have a lot of games that i think are my favorite i don't think i can pick one I, um, i'm gonna talk um, i'm gonna try oh. and do Hassan did like three or four, so yeah. Hassan's already cheated. So do what you like. Yeah. Four <laughs> for different reasons. Um, I feel like in my new gaming era, I'll probably say like Breath of the Wild, just because I think first of all it was like one of the first games that I played on my Switch. We're not going to talk about Celeste, but anyway, it was one of the first games that I played on my Switch, and I think it just really taught me, um, like. It's fine to die. It's fine not to be good at the game, but also just in terms of like how you solve the puzzles and the fact that I would go online and someone's done like solved that that puzzle in a completely different way to me. Just really like I think for me, just really was like you can just do your own thing. Um, and I think um, yeah, it kind of made me get over the whole like dying doesn't mean fail failure thing. It just means that like you're you're you've tried something out and it didn't work. You took a risk. But like, you know, you're going to get back. It's not real life. You're going to get back up and you're going to keep going. Um, so I think that's one. And also just like the vastness of the world um, really just got my brain tingling. Um, and I think Fable is probably like Fable 2 and 3, I'd say. Um, I think that for like nostalgia reasons as well, like me... I didn't really play that many games when I was younger, but my brother, like I convinced my mom to get my brother a Xbox. I feel like that's what I played on. Um, because I'm a good big sister, <laughs> but also I wanted to live through him. And we played Fable, like he was a bit too young to play it. So we like, would I do like a playthrough and then he'd do a playthrough where he learned from all of my mistakes. Um, <laughs> like you get to the end of the game and you realize you have this massive debt that you need to pay off. Whereas like, you know, he was able to learn that like, maybe let's start collecting the money first and then by the time we get to the end of the game it's all fine so um i feel like that was another one and it was like just a good bonding experience for us um and then and then i'm gonna say the sims because that has been a staple in my life for forever um and i think with that game it's just like i'm a massive fan girl like anything that i'm playing or reading 
I will be watching like YouTube videos <laughs> about that subject. And I think The Sims is kind of like the first game that like I was able to like, I know how to customize my game. Like it was very, in terms of like representation as well, um, of just being able to create a character that looks completely like you, um, especially like as much as Sims 4 has a lot of its issues, um, like the stuff that they've been doing in terms of like skin tones and um, hair representation and all that stuff um, has been fantastic. And even though I get annoyed by it, like I always go back to it. It's just like a fun game. Um, even though my Sims live like the most blissful, least problematic lives and I should probably spice it up a little bit, but you know. <laughs> Like, start like, a fire or two. What, what, yeah, what's the I, did, I, did use, I did use to sometimes start. I did okay in Sims 2. I did sometimes drown people, <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, within good reasons. Like, sometimes I would just make a way with like having big families, but like in Sims 2, it's just not sustainable to have like eight Sim families. So sometimes someone would be in the pool and I would just take away the ladder and they couldn't get out. And then it was like, oh, like, you know, at least you could do like a funeral or something. I, um, I start one cult in Animal Crossing and I'm the villain. <laughs> like that's... Yeah, but this is like, just everyone does this. So I feel like it's not that bad. But anyway, oh um, moving on. <laughs> and I think my last game, I feel like I can't come back from that now. Like, Everyone does it. Or everyone did mm -hmm. it. I did it. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I did it. Ah, uh, yes. The well, politician's defense. Um, everyone does it. <laughs> Sometimes there it's is, necessary. There is legitimately okay, so, so much. Time, the first time it did happen by accident. <laughs> I just didn't understand how the game worked. That makes it okay. It was that an is... axe of... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The game. game. Yeah, that's what serial killers say. That's like, oh, you know, that scene in American Psycho where um, he's talking to William Dafoe. Like, oh. <laughs> well, anyway, you know what? I do? I have a defense, but I'm not taking it back. I said what I said. No, no, um, I would like to hear the to... defense, please. Yeah, I'd love it, actually. I don't think that hole is please. deep enough. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is democracy. Yes. I was new to the game and, you know, Sims 2 is a lot more challenging than Sims 4. You can't just be, like, making a massive family and expect to look after all their needs. So, really, it was more like euthanasia because I couldn't look after everyone. Ram, so give us a shovel. Give us a shovel. Let her finish. Let her finish. The pitchforks <laughs> are coming. <laughs> No, 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 no. With like Hold a on, family of six with loads of toddlers, like it is so difficult, and they're so fussy, they're so dumb sometimes. And yeah, the toddlers are so dumb sometimes. No, not the toddlers. You can't kill toddlers. Oh, okay, well, I mean, because you tried. That's, that's, that's why they're not tried. They got their whole life ahead of them. It's just I, I like. Wanted... I would defend my uh, my my my, uh, my colleague. Um, in the Sims, um, you're gonna often get yourself into a position where you build a house, or you build like a community, or you build like a family, where some people just need to get got, and like drowning is the ethical and most sustainable way to get them got without destroying your property. That is the right way to do it. That's what I'm saying. I I feel like you know not everyone can die of old age. <laughs> and 
it spices up the story a bit. You know, in Sims 4 now, we have loads of mods. <laughs> there are different deaths, you know. You can get electrocuted, but back in Sims 2, we just didn't have that. So, you know, it's realism. That's my defense, actually. It's realism. <laughs> it's it's uh, sustainable. So, for audio... I probably would have been the person who drowned in the pool. I can't swim properly, so... <laughs> I'm dying. So, for, for everyone listening on the audio platforms, Isaac has literally left the room. He slammed his headphones and walked out. I'm a really nice person. I want this on record, right? Isaac, pick up The Sims and play The Sims. The Sims you 2. Tell, yeah, The, the Sims, Sims 2. Not The Sims 2. And then you tell us how long until you started drowning people. Because I'm a million percent sure you're going to drown some sims also it's a running thing in the sims 4 that every time they introduce a new pack there's a new death so they want us to find new ways of killing people i don't do it anymore because i'm a lot better of a sims player the game is not as challenging but i'm just saying there's a whole community behind it you know what um yeah my favorite thing is that Hassan says something somewhat decent, and then Rand says something that makes it so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm it's alien territory for me to be de-escalating situations. Honestly, yeah, I'm, I'm quite scared. Weird. It's usually the other way around. Um, yeah, like <laughs> I'm we've all... never talked that length before. So. <laughs> Uh, my my client would like to say that there uh, that this was an accident and this is manslaughter. And not it was manslaughter though, the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I didn't do that often. Okay, stop <laughs> talking now. I'm gonna stop talking. Look, anyway. this is great content. <sighs> yeah, I can swim. Man, this is great content. No, I and... should have started with Sims and then gone through the rest of it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I love the last game, which is Mass Effect, because that was great. And I loved it so much that it was in my dissertation, so... Nice. Ooh, that's very oh. interesting. Oh, what was your dissertation? What was your title? Okay, it's complicated. So for my master's, I went to a drama school where I wrote a play, but it was a play about, like, Black people in space, essentially, um, where this woman was, like, a space explorer, and she was battling with the fact that she's gonna go and like colonize a planet for humanity essentially. And she's battling with the fact of like, as a black woman, can I do this knowing what European European people did to Africa, blah, blah, blah. Loads of other things. And then um, I just included like the things that influenced me while I was writing that play um, and Mass Effect being one of them of like, because obviously I customized Shepard to look like me, a lot of the decisions that I made during the game were reflecting my experience as a black woman. So how I treated like aliens or whatever. I love sci-fi and um, I've kind of been falling out of love with sci-fi, but like, I think Mass Effect kind of was like, oh yeah, this is why I like it. Oh, that's genuinely fascinating. I would love to read your play or, I don't know, consume it if you still have it. Um, it's a real novel idea, Black People in Space. It's a shame that no one's ever done it before. <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> I ended up because now everyone could just forget about the Sims thing. <laughs> oh, no, I we're not forgetting my mission that. that we're, we're not never forgetting happen. that. Never um, forget. So, Ram, 
if there's anything <laughs> I've tried to teach you in our career podcasting together is live your truth. If <laughs> if you're gonna do some crazy shit. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, that is one facet of my personality. Mm. It's, it's not everything. Killing babies. I didn't kill babies. Not for it like was... a trying. No. Isaac, you guys both play games like Sekiro and Dark Souls. But not killing babies. Like, <laughs> Bloodborne. There is like the, the orphan of cause who swings like a aborted fetus. Oh hey. my God. Hey. Yeah, that... It's a woman's right, okay? That's fine. <laughs> We got to be better than America, okay? That you, know, you got me. That you got help. me. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is not what I thought today was going to be. <laughs> not that going to be battling over what constitutes manslaughter, but anyway, <laughs> it's an I... important <laughs> distinction. Uh, as my client, I think you should stop digging this hole. Okay, yeah, anyway, yeah, mm, Mass Effect station. Uh. So, obviously, Mass Effect cool. Um, the fact that I, I don't know how you could have sounded any more like a Tory when talking about your Sims experience, um, just intentionally kidding people, um, talking about euthanasia with Glee, um, ensuring that you know, just uh, what, what's the term natural selection? Was that the one that was no, used? No, oh, it's, uh, I never said natural selection, maybe the youth back in euthanasia. Oh, <laughs> I didn't, that was a good one. Oh. <laughs> it was old people that makes it fine, yeah. They've, they've lived their lives, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes just the counter, it was a bit like you know, and I was like, I don't have enough room in this house anymore. <laughs> and anyway, anyway, I'm gonna stop. Hold on, aren't you bored in the Sims? Could you not just get yes. another house? Okay, no, but like, look, no, no, hold on, look at the real world. Look at the well. real world. Okay, yeah, yeah life imitating world. art here. Mm. <laughs> this is so, so we're just drowning all people in the real world. That's all we're doing. Just... Let's go to all the old people's homes. Just bring a swimming pool and just chuck them in. Load it. No That's your words, not you, mine. Sandy. Those are your words, not mine. I mean, you said real world, but anyway. No, I'm just saying, like, in the real world, like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to finish this point. Live your truth. Live your okay. truth. Okay, my truth is that this witch hunt is is beneath both of you <laughs> Dark Souls players is all I'm saying. No. Nothing's beneath us. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's two different things. Mm. <laughs> to take the heat off Ram a little bit, um, mm. I, I really did like the Fable experience as well. That, that was kind of cool. Um, and I like that. The fact that you had to, I guess, recoup this massive debt after playing the game kind of just sounds like uni to me or life you know you you, you go for your young days just using up resources and when you become an adult oh you got bills to pay oh you, you got this massive tax bill to you know to uh pay back so yeah i guess it does kind of teach real life lessons in that regard i've never played fable but it sounds like a really fun game and it's got a cult following so it must have done many things right um and quickly breath of the wild um I think Dark Souls 3 was my moment when I realized death doesn't mean you're bad. It just means try something else. Mm -hmm. Because I struggled during Dark Souls 1 to go to Tsushima 
And it wasn't until the third game where I was like, okay, okay, I know what this game wants me to do. I don't want to do it, but I'm, I need to complete this game. I need to finish it. So, uh, yeah, I like the range of your games too. Um, so let's move on from. Ooh, let's not move on. Okay. Follow up question. Go on, Isaac. Go no, on, they're, Isaac. They're, they're quite nice. Um, <laughs> so, like, Graham, I don't understand. Like, you convinced your mom to buy a little brother a console. That you wanted to play why don't you just convince your mom to get it for you i well it was weird actually because i don't know I, it's so weird because i feel like i had the potential to be a nerd no i've always been a nerdy person but just earlier in my life i just feel like i was a bit stunted because my parents were kind of like mm, i don't think girls do that and i was like oh okay mm-hmm. i guess they do oh, okay. i think it's like when i had a little brother i had someone to kind of um mold no i'm joking <laughs> i slightly molded him but that was like someone to like have these conversations with or whatever and it was like he already wanted one anyway and i was like well it's a plus because he's the youngest child he's the only boy so he's definitely gonna get it i just need to be like yeah mom this is what he wants and then i get the like added benefit because he's a bit too young of like being like oh this is how you do stuff so that was Aww. my eldest child thinking but also i just really like gift giving in general so like i would always like i always knew what my siblings wanted um so it was a mixed thing yeah that's so sweet and because no one drowned you you could treat your siblings lovely yeah i mean no one's gonna drown me i'm the oldest child okay. sure oh so it is, it is <laughs> the younger one reason. After. okay <laughs> yeah. no one um, it, obviously when they're like adults okay sure yeah um, Everyone they... learn to swim. Basically. Learn to swim. You should. A... <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. No, I, okay, I I was taught to swim, but then I nearly drowned once. So now I've convinced myself. I'm just scared of water now. So I, so, so... I'm gonna nice. learn again. Nice, nice. I, I'm gonna learn as well because I can't yeah. swim at the moment. Terrible. And Bram right. might kill me. Uh, <laughs> 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 like I mean, if Ram does. Ram, I'll help you hide the body. It's fine. I mean, you know what? In primary school, I was told that I could like get away with murder the most because I look really innocent. So maybe this is my start. I, I, I'm joking. I say not nothing. Anyway, you know what? Um, this is gonna be one of the best <laughs> podcasts ever because I'm pretty sure Ram is just running off a rap sheet right now. <laughs> never. All the, the crimes. <laughs> I would never actually murder anyone. Look, you haven't seen me watch a horror movie. I'm not capable of these things. I'm just saying <laughs> someone else has said about me. Uh, again, I just I feel like this is the Etu Brutai moment where you guys play some games in some insane ways. Holier yeah. than that on your, <laughs> on oh, your oh, tour hold on. horses. Oh, hold on. What, what's <laughs> happening in here? What? I'm, I'm just saying. Ram, it's always in self-defense. No, no, Ram is a, a a gamer at heart, and I support Ram's decisions in games that give you the tools to do these. If those tools weren't available, if they didn't want us to do these things or to experiment scientifically, then they wouldn't be there. Like that's that's my thinking. And frankly, I think that this is the appropriate use of these tools, using them as robustly as possible. That's what she's been for, you know. Anyway. (laughs) That's your case, honey. You know there was a scientist once upon a time who, as a study... Don't even say, I know where you're going and stuff it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Yeah. all right. So I'm not having any of that. 
<laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> but on a, a lighter note, um, Ram, you said you loved uh, sci-fi, so I think you should, if you want to. Um, there's a book called Red Rising, and maybe just you know, give that series a look into. You might enjoy it. It's pretty good. Very heavily sci-fi. So yeah. I do need to read some more. So I've like fallen off slightly with mm. books, but yeah, I do need to get back into it. So. Nice. What was the last sci-fi book you read? I've been reading a lot of like comics and manga instead of like sci-fi, I guess. I don't know. I'm looking yeah, at my shelf. Count. There's a lot of stuff that I haven't finished. Um, Saga, Descenders, maybe? Saga's good. Yeah, I've been reading Saga and it's finally back. Oh my god. Wait, there's more. <laughs> yeah, it's back. It's like the yeah, it's come back. There's like four issues out now. Okay. Um so yeah, because they left that on a cliffhanger and I literally remember it. It was like I didn't I remember I was at like someone's house and I they could hear me upstairs like no <laughs> because I knew that there was like no more. <laughs> And they ended on such a um, cliffhanger, but yeah, I feel like I've been reading Descenders saga, but I've not really read any books, so I don't, I can't remember. No, that's fair. Okay, thanks for that. Cool. I need to finish off saga myself. But anyways, Andy, I'll let you finish. So, as massive nerds, and Rami, you just mentioned comics and manga, that's where I want to go next. So, what have been your favourite manga, comics, anime to consume over the years? And why? Let's start with Ram this time. <laughs> um. Oh my god! I feel like I've got a, like proper look at my shelf to be like. Um. Sorry, my phone's going off. Um. I really like Claymore as a manga that I've like read recently. I think just because I've gotten to a stage now where I don't really like Shonen that much. Um. Not that I don't like it, but it's just quite like repetitive. Um. Yeah. It's a bit tropey, like you just like you're like, this is cool, but how is it different from anything else? And even when you think it's different, you kind of just drop off because it, it just turns into a bit of a cliche. Um, <clears throat> so I've been exploring more like genres, and I think Claymore was like, I was like, oh my god, this is like first of all, there's like women in it. Um, it's very different from anything I've ever read, but also you can see a lot of like the foundations that it's set for things like Attack on Titan, and um, there's a lot of influences in there. Um, and a few other anime that I've not watched but um, have heard are a bit derivative of Claymore. So I've really, really enjoyed that series. Um, in terms of comics, we already talked about Saga. That is like probably my favorite um, comic book series out there. Um, I just really like the world building, but also just how it reminds me of like a lot of the reasons that people like Star Wars, um, of just of just feeling like there's this massive world and there's like so much story in it, but you're kind of focused on this like small family. And I think it's a bit more intimate than Star Wars is because it's the story of this girl and her parents and the people along the way. And there's like kind of this like sense of, um, you know where it's like headed, but you don't really know. And like, there's just a lot of like moving parts. And I think that's like super interesting. Um, and all of the characters are really endearing um, in it. And then, um, do you say anime? Yep. Um, I don't know what anime 
has really kept I guess I've had an on and off relationship with Attack on Titan but um, <laughs> I just I don't know how I feel about it anymore like I think it was like one of the first like animes that I watched when I in like as an adult um and I was like, oh my God, this is so, I can't believe I found it scary when I first started watching it. I don't know what was wrong with me. I mean, it was kind of creepy, I but I, I literally was like, oh my God. Um, whereas now, I don't know, the characters are just, it's so weird. It's such an interesting world. And like, there's so much intrigue, but the characters are so annoying. But then mm -hmm. I'm now at that stage where I kind of like that they're annoying because I'm like, well, this is almost like the real world. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of, um, stuff that I'm reading so it's kind of hard to like pin things down but I guess in terms of like what I've been reading recently I think those are the things that I would say something else is probably gonna pop up in my head but I'll, I'll let Hassan <laughs> yeah Hassan, we, do kind of like, we do kind of like tick the same boxes a lot like um think like western comics I I tend to kind of like I, I don't read like a huge amount but like when I do I kind of fall in the deep end um things like Sandman and uh Hellblazer and Sandman. um hmm? no I just said I do love Sandman sorry mm, Sandman <laughs> is so good um I, I I tend not to have like as much of a robust knowledge on like western comics like I, I do read a bit of Saga I was reading Descenders Descenders is very good the art is beautiful um i i tend to read more like manga um some like the standout series that like i go back to every now and again or stuff like mushishi i can't recommend mushishi enough like it is beautiful and it's like this anthology series about like these um th these guys who can see like the spirit world that kind of interacts with the real world and like how those spirits interact with people and trying to like untangle that world a bit it's so good um so really, I'll just pause you there quickly. How do you spell Machichi? M U S H I S H I. Okay. Mushishi. Ah, cool. uh, okay. I searched Mashishi and <laughs> it is wildly different. Uh, <laughs> whoa, what have you seen? No, like wildly different now. So M A C H I C H I, what I searched, is apparently um short, compact. Tightly muscled gay Latinos with big chests and <laughs> so specific. Yep, and I'm not going to be clicking images. I'm going to close that tab. Sorry, Heli, uh, feel free to continue. Well, that's making the final edit. Sorry. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> uh, yeah, it's all good. Um, I'm trying to think like um, other like mangas that like just kind of grip me. Um, I th I think like for the most part like I I tend to like gravitate towards a lot of like the the regular big anime and like manga um, animes that kind of like fall off the radar that people I I like here don't really that they, they, they need more love I would say stuff like Gintama like Gintama is one of the funniest funniest anime and like it's a crime that I don't hear more people kind of give it the accolades it really deserves um, the last few years have been like brilliant for like the output of anime there's been like some of my favorite shows like uh like in a long time like ranking of kings exceeding mm -hmm. the ending um <laughs> or taxi which is i think everyone needs to watch if you watch anime you have to watch our taxi that show is phenomenal odd taxi odd taxi is great 
I yeah, that's not a, I really love shows that like just make you mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. make your brain kind of just especially with like odd taxi and ranking of kings actually. I think like they move away from a lot of that like shonen stuff, which there's nothing wrong with it because obviously like I love jujitsu kaisen. I want to feel hyped sometimes, but sometimes you just kind of want a story that's just a bit different. Um and just fills you with like wonder. Um and I really like that. Well, those are excellent picks from both of you. I definitely agree with your point about Shonen Ram. I think it's just very formulaic. And as you said, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just for a younger crowd who want that kind of formula. And there's nothing wrong with a bit of Senen. There's nothing wrong with a deeper story, something a bit darker. Um, Isaac, I don't know if I've ever asked you this on the pod. How about you? What are your favorite anime, comics, and manga? Uh, I think a lot of them have just been said regardless. Um, Saga course uh i think um do you know what saga always like not frustrates me but so i borrowed um the mates uh volume one loved it so much that i bought two and three and then like, every time you know i, I talk to people about it, i'm like yeah yeah so great blah, blah, blah. And i'm like do you know what i should like read saga again and then i go to like you know maybe start again because it's been a while and i realize i don't have the first compendium so Sorry, I'll just like I keep leaving it, but I'm just gonna like bite the bullet and maybe watch a quick um this is what happened and then just start on compendium two. Um I'm really happy to hear that it's back, although I'm gonna wait for compendium four because I I'm not a guy who likes waiting, so I don't think I can buy the the small like issues and be okay with that. I need to just know that it's all there. Um so even though I don't finish it in one day, I know that you know what tomorrow I'm finishing saga. Uh I want to start reading a lot more like graphic novels. I think on Reddit, like I follow the graphic novel like subreddit, and there are so many good ones. Like I think there's, I think something. It's not Journey to the West, but it's something along those lines. Um, but it's like I don't know. I can't remember. Is this Chainsaw Man that I do want to get started on? I've heard really good things about that. I think Lock and Key is meant to be good. There's like a Netflix adaptation, mm-hmm. but I think I'd rather, okay. yeah, read than watch. Yeah, there's, there's there's two I kind of forgot that I really want to like shout out, and I think you'd like dig both of them. One is called like, Die, um, like D I E or yeah, no like, like you know, like the multiple of dice. So oh, okay. Um, ah, okay. It, yeah. it's this uh these kids play a D and D game that transports them into the D and D world, um, and in the real world they go missing for seven years. In the world, they become their characters, and like one of the one of the girls has like a robotic arm in the game. So when she comes back to the real world, she's missing an arm, and it ruins their lives. Like the story picks up when they're like mid thirties and like kind of they live their lives, Um, but they can't get past this point because one of the characters, one of the friends, didn't come back with them, Um, and they get sent the. like a D game so they come back and they start playing and they get transported back into the D world it's very good it's so very it's, very very good it's jumanji um, is what i'm hearing yeah yeah but like a lot less robin williams <laughs> <laughs> okay um, yeah the the other one is called uh something is killing the children um Ram. this <laughs> I thought it, you said it. <laughs> um, th- this was this is one of the ones that like this surprised me how much I enjoyed it because it is technically a horror story, 
um it, it's it's brilliant um so this little town this like little sleepy town like is getting terrorized by these creatures that are like picking off the kids first because in this world like kids can see the monsters and adults kind of they grow out the ability to kind of see what what's out there kind of like bumping in the dark and there's like uh, a group of like monster hunters who like turn up in the town and things go side it's so good i I don't want to talk more about it i just want you guys to go out there get it and read it because it's great like it's really good we'll give it a go then is there like is it finished or is it still ongoing it's still ongoing oh no why would you do that to me volumes in now Mm. yeah six volumes i think Okay. Yeah. Okay, that might be that might be doable. Like, you know what? Like, you don't want to just catch up and then mm. be one of the sorry, one of the dickheads. I just have to wait like everyone else. You just want to like come into it and be <laughs> like, yo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm yeah, one of those dickheads with Saga as well. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but I guess you know what? Like, people who you know stay up to date, like it's really important because it means the the manga or graphic novel is popular and it will come out more and more often so i hate being one of those people uh but you know when i am one of those people i get like i am supporting so that's good and you know you guys who are supporting like really well done but it's just not a great place to be in when there's a, mm-hmm. a cliffhanger and the writer goes on hiatus for like a year or two years three or even me with webtoons at the moment is very stressful <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> I mm, God, it's, it's too much um, mm. but then it's also fun because it's like you have that thing to look forward to like every week where you're like oh yeah this thing like like on Tuesday I'm like yeah let's play it gets uploaded so I don't yeah. know it's kind of like a routine thing now almost I think once you have like enough like when you've got like a rotation of things that you're reading it doesn't feel as bad whereas yeah. like when it, I think before when I was just reading Saga and I was just waiting for it and that's it like I just put out oh well, what do I do now? <laughs> um, yeah. This, this is how I feel about Brandon Sanderson. Like, th- he's he's my favorite, like, fancy author at the moment. But he does this thing where he, like, writes four different series at the same time. And then you'll wait for, like, you'll read the book. And they'll be like, this is amazing. I want, this, I want the next one in this series. Then he'll write an entirely new series. And you'll be like, this is really good. I want the next one of this. And he'll write an entirely different series. By this point, you've forgotten the first series exists. And then he'll write another series. Then he'll write the sequel to the first one. It's like, come on. <laughs> Just come on, dude. But that's good, though. Like, he makes you forget that you're missing, like, one book. And he gives he replaces it with, like, a whole new world. Like, that seems like the best case scenario. But then, like, five years later, you pick up the second book in that first series. And you're like, oh, I remember I'm viscerally angry. And I'm going to wait again for another five <laughs> years. <laughs> that's, that's the issue here. Still, um, still better than Patrick I, Rothfuss and waiting 10 years for this book three that's never going to come out. Yeah, I said it, Patrick Rothfuss. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> just tweet send, at him. Yeah, exactly. Send him an email, send him a tweet. You know, could happen. Send him a letter. <laughs> Please, <laughs> give me the book. <laughs> I mean, it's better than like Wattpad authors, but I used to be on Wattpad. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's like a writing platform. Actually, you know what? I used to write stuff on that, and I am that author who just stopped writing. And like people still message me, like, "Are you ever coming back?" But I feel like the worst thing about Wattpad is like you just don't know, like, because it's just like some anonymous, like, I don't know, sixteen-year-old girl writing whatever. Like, there's a story that I really loved 
And like, I don't know what has happened to this girl, but she's not uploaded for like 11 years. And people in our comments are like, are you okay? Just please let us know. It's like actually very tragic. So at least you know that, you know, they're alive and well. <laughs> right to you, fanfic, if you're okay. <laughs> well, I hope they come back. Cause, uh, mm. yeah, I don't what a saga. Oh, yeah, see what you did there. <laughs> no, we're not the movie for that one. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> on, Isaac. I had a point, but oh, yeah, you mentioned uh, Brian Sanderson, and it just made me um think. So I think he wrote this book. Have you read the uh, the Reckoner series then, Hallie? Yes, yeah. Man, like, I, I really enjoyed that book. Like, I'm reading the book series now, and it's just, it's just up and down, and, like, they'll just get a real... The plot will start like thickening, and then the next book comes along, and it's just dry for like a mm-hmm. good third of the book. And then mm-hmm. I'm on the third book now, and I can't. I'm in too deep, and it's just so dry. <laughs> and finally, it's gotten good, and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I can actually finish. Oh, but Brian Sanderson, like those books, those are good from like start to finish, in my opinion. I love them. I thought he, they were really well fantastic done. writer, man. He's so good. Hundred the, the Way of King series. Chef Kiss, Let's he did this down. thing like recently. <laughs> I say recently, I think it was like three years ago at this point, uh, where he, re- <laughs> he released like a series of short stories from all of like the worlds that he was writing in, linking all of his stories all into like a shared universe, and everything started to make sense. And it was like, oh, you, you son of a bitch! <laughs> like Wait, this is does, this. Reckoners fit in there then? Because a lot of these stories look very different. Um, it's the Mistborn, it's the uh, Elantris series, it's the Way mm. of King series. Uh, there's another series that I am blanking on, Sky but yeah, it's, it's it's a bunch of his ones. It's it's yeah. the stuff that's fancy, not sci fi. Oh, that makes sense then. Okay, fair enough. Huh, I need to do you know what? Like, I always I know this sounds really bad, but like, I saw his books and they all have that white cover and they mm. look the same. I was just like, I'm not reading this, I don't know why. Like, <laughs> they're all the same, aren't they? But no, so you guys are yeah, exactly. basing, you're judging a book on... Yeah, yes. Yes. exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Do you know why? Because I'm sick and tired of reading shit books, Hallie. Because they are an investment. <laughs> sometimes you've got to wait for like a book to marinate and whatnot. And you've got to give it some grace period. But then when you're like 200 pages and you're like, why is nothing happening? Then you're going to be like, oh, do I keep going? Do I stop? I don't have time for that. So... I've been burnt in the past. I need a good book cover. I need a good blurb. And I need at least one person to recommend it. That's, I'm I've, not asking for a lot. I've been burnt so many times by uh, good book covers. Like, uh, I read Annihilation because I had a cool yeah. cover. And oh I was like, God. this is great. This is cool. This is interesting. Then I read book two and I was like, I I don't want to <laughs> read or look at words again. Like, I just... I mean... That was upsetting. The- I feel like sometimes bad covers are good because I remember the first Octavia Butler book I picked up. It had like the old timey, like her books are really hard to find in this country. So it had like, it was in a charity shop and it had like the old time, like, you know, you get those like weird sci-fi covers that just look, I don't even, I don't know how to describe it, but they just look like something you don't want to read. But I was like, I, I can't think of a, you just have to look up. Octavia Butler and try and find one of those old sci-fi co- but it's like some of her books are like the best like my favorite books ever so 
I just don't read um, fledgling. Do, do you know what it is? It's um, like, you know, the Mills and Boons cover that are like aimed specifically yes, at women? Yes, that's the, what the, I was the, trying not to say. But the <laughs> sci-fi books are Mills and Boons for boys and it's yeah. hilarious. Like, it's so funny. Um, oh, I hate these covers so much. Yeah, see, they just make me <laughs> pretty uncomfortable. And I'm like, I don't want to read this on the train. <laughs> the new covers are nicer, but it's really hard to find her books in this country. So sometimes you just gotta have those old weird covers. So like, I've seen Adult Rights, Blood Child, Fledgling, Dawn, Blood yeah. I've seen eight. So do they like, are they like a big series or are they all separate books? They got the same art um, style. I'm just thinking of the one world. It's really weird actually, because I think in new prints, they've kind of like, so for example, um, I think it's, oh, what's the series? There's like, a, some of them are a series where it's like four short stories that kind of like, not short stories, but they interconnect. So for yeah. example, I think it's Dawn is like the first story is about a particular character and you see that character in the rest of the um, series, but they she's not the main character in all of those. Um, so there's like three of them. I think Lilith, Lilith's Brood is another one where there's like two stories, but like, I think back in the day they had them split up into four. Um, whereas now they just publish it as one book. Um, oh, that makes sense. So it's kind yeah. of confusing. And but. these are what genre? Or did you say sci-fi? Um, I would say speculative fiction because that's what mm -hmm. she calls herself. But I feel oh, like okay. it's because she's like a black female writer and like she's, I don't know, she's just very cool. Like she has this book called Kindred that's about this woman who has to keep going back um, in time to essentially save the slave owner that's gonna cause her to exist in the future. Yeah, it's very- Oh, that's such a catch 22. <laughs> so like interesting because like the things that she learns about the person who is her like great, great grandfather or whatever, like she basically goes back every time he's in danger, she gets pulled back into the past. Um, yeah. And she doesn't really know why it's happening. And it kind of just explores that like weird dynamic that I suppose like children of slave masters had with, I don't know. I. <laughs> Yeah, it is very it, parts of it are very uncomfortable, but it's also just very interesting. She's very she's a very provocative writer. Um, so yeah, mm. just don't read fledgling because um or don't read it first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I was like, oh yeah, Levi, you should read these like Octavia Butler books. So I had given Kinred to like one of my friends and I had fledgling. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you should read this. And like when I read it at the time, I it was uncomfortable, but I just kind of just, you know, just let it just, I, I don't know if you've ever read like Lisa or like books like that. You just, you just read it for what he actually didn't sound it. And I was like, yeah, it is not, a, um, yeah, I don't know. It's a I'm, lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Why is it a lot? Um... <laughs> Just look up the blurb. It's just, yeah, I don't know. There's a few uncomfortable things. Basically, it's about like black vampires, essentially. Oh, um, well, I'm in. They're reading, they're reading like black vampires because they're like, oh, you guys are like going to be immune to the sun or whatever. And it's the but main They're breeding us. Well, not breeding. Ugh, it's I'm complicated. Out. I don't it's, know how to. Yeah. It's it is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> 
that's all I can say. But then there's like a, a lot of weird, like, attract. Like, obviously, she's a vampire, but she looks like a child, but she's technically. Oh, I'm out. Yeah. All about business. So, yeah. Okay, like, you can read it maybe, but don't read it. No, I'll, I'll leave it. There are seven other books at least. I'll read those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lilith's Brood is also a little bit weird, I'm not gonna lie, but not that the... kind of weird. Good, good covers and good been... books. NK Jameson, always, always the two. Like, yeah. NK Jameson is fantastic, and her book covers are Chef Kiss. Ah, uh, I don't know about the like. Uh, no, they're fine. Yeah, they're fine. The, the Broken Earth trilogy are beautiful. Mm. <laughs> I think they're fine. I don't think they're beautiful, but they're... we're going to fight on this outside of the uh, outside of the yeah. recording. <laughs> Ooh, I recognize the art. Okay. Yeah, no, she is an amazing writer, and also like she's got mm. a short history collection, short history, short novel, short stories collection called um, "When Is Black." Future month, and it's very there's a few, there's very interesting stories in there. Um, and she writes very intersectional and intersectionally. There we go. Um, yeah, all right. So I know that Ram, you are involved with um stuff in the film industry. I know you've interviewed a couple of really famous dudes. Um, how did you get your foot in the door in that regard, and uh, how has it been? handling that alongside all the stuff that you do for Nerd Alternative? Um, a lot. <laughs> um, I do this thing where, like, if I'm not busy, I'm not happy. But when I'm busy, I'm also not happy because <laughs> I'm too busy. Um, so it's, like, <laughs> a weird balance. But um, I've always dabbled in, like, film and theatre. Like, um, I've kind of not really known where exactly I want. Like, I didn't know whether I wanted to perform, and then I realized I didn't want to do that. And then I was like, oh, maybe I want to get into writing. Maybe I want to get into the production side of thing. So um, during my gap year, um, I did um, a film program with the BFI, who's the British Film Institute, um, and their like young people's program is very like um, they're really good at keeping in touch. So like once you've done one of their programs, they're always like, oh, we're doing this next. We're doing this next. Blah 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 um and when was it last year um yeah last year they um had a young programmers course which is like 16 to 25 and I was like I'm 25 so I'm gonna do this because I'm not gonna get the chance to do it again um and it's just this really sick program where you get to kind of look at film from more of the like programming angle so um like when the BFI curates like a season of events, what kind of films that they put on, um, or like I was involved in the London Film Festival. So it was like um, putting on events for young people to come to that were focused around like specific themes and stuff. Um, got to interview Edgar Wright, which was the highlight of last year, <laughs> um, which was amazing and like goes to like film premieres and stuff. Um, but I forgot what the question was. Um, <laughs> I was like, I know it's for me that I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, you've answered it, but it was uh, okay. how you got into film, the film industry, and how it's been balancing that and the rest of Nerd Alternative. So, um, I think you answered it. Yeah, and that's how I got into the film industry, and then balancing it with the Nerd Alternative. It's been kind of weird because I think in some ways, like it made. Um, like I think when we talk about like film reviews and stuff that's been like helpful in terms of like doing um, like figuring out the structure of like how we review movies and stuff and what kind of movies that we review like I think we've like 
branched out a lot more than at the beginning, um, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, it was kind of tough. There was like a lot going on because um, I was also still working full time and also still doing my masters. So it was just every day was just doing something. So it was a lot, but I think they were all things that I really enjoyed. So it didn't feel that stressful until I stopped doing all of that. And then I burnt, I had severe burnout for a really long time. Um, I which, can imagine. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm just now recovering from it, but um, yeah, it was a lot. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that you are over your burnout and congrats on getting your masters. That will be. Uh, Hallie, I know that you are the indie game king. How did you get into indie gaming? What was the game that was like, you know what? I want to give the triple A's a backseat. And what's been your favorite indie darling? Was it Stickman um, fighting? You know what? Like, it is Flash Gaming that that kicked off my, my love of indie games. Um, if you remember a game called The Binding of Isaac, uh, it was like, a, it originally was a browser-based game uh, by this dude called Edmund McMillan. Um, which they then made into a console game and they've made it kind of iter like the, it, the iterations have kind of continued until this generation it is i think it's the game the single game that i've put the most amount of time into i absolutely adore that game and it also it showed me that games didn't have to be fantasy or shooty do you know what i mean the it it's such a weirdly specific game that if you if you if you haven't played it, it's going to sound insane to describe to you. You you saw hmm. I can't I can't explain it oh, without it sounding horrifying. You play as Isaac, this uh, boy who is running away from his mother who's suffering from religious mania and thinks she has to sacrifice him like Isaac in the Bible. <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> but it's um it's a roguelike um dungeon crawler so you're progressing through this dungeon where all the items are like gross and kind of childish and like it really reflects uh like edwin mcmillan talks about like how it reflects like his battle with catholicism and his childhood it, it's it's such a good game and like mechanically it's fantastic like it's every run feels different and like learning all like the best synergies and all that kind of stuff is is, is beautiful i love that game um it it made me stop and kind of think okay if this game can be this weird and specific and fantastic like what else can be um it it helped me kind of break out the shell of going oh i'm a boy i'm just gonna play <laughs> fighting games or shooting games or like action games um kind of going into stuff like stardew or like challenging what my perceptions of fun could be in the gaming space or creativity could be in the gaming space uh, another good example of this and like one of the games that's in my top three of all time is uh, journey you, mm. you don't find anything in journey it is just a beautiful cathartic journey to this mountaintop there is not a word of dialogue through this whole thing but it conveys such a sense of direction and momentum and emotion through the through the movement and maybe one of the greatest soundtracks in gaming. It's if you haven't played it, it's like two hours. It's one of the best experiences you'll ever have in gaming. 
um, finding those moments is what kind of draws me to want to search out more indie games and um I, I you guys see me kind of like scream into the void about like all the bad things about the indie the the, the indie the gaming scene at the moment like all the kind of horrible abuses and crunch and that kind of stuff um what made me start writing like the short reviews about like indie games and stuff was indie games bring me such joy and i i want to share that joy with other people and i know that indie games don't get a lot of time or space to kind of be seen by people who could be super receptive to it so i want to do like a little bit to, to to show some people kind of like the joys and fun that they can find in these wonderful pieces of art very well said and i love those twitter reviews i love those twitter threads of the indie games so when are they coming back? Uh, this so yeah, uh, we just did Moonglow Bay. Um, mm. I, I don't know if I'm the time of uh, release when you're gonna it's gonna go up, but uh, I'm gonna do Stray, the uh, little cat game. Nice. Um, I, yeah, it's it's coming out on a Tuesday, so I'm going to see if I can like not sleep and finish that game before the weekend and get a solid <laughs> review up done as well. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> like, one of the things, like not sleeping, like I I love about it is that I can finish a game in a week and get review done. I'm like that's oof. <laughs> it sounds very unhealthy though. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Sorry, Ram, what was that? No, I just I'm remembering the time that he was like, yeah, I finished Eastwood, and I was like, uh, I'm, <laughs> I was like, what do you mean you finished it? Like, what? I'm still playing it, but anyway, it's fine. <laughs> you, refer, you you told me about it the week before, and I was like, "Oh, this literally, seems like my I bag." Was, <laughs> I finished it. I was like, <laughs> "I have not finished it," but that's fine. Uh, to round up this pod, I would like one game from each of you. What game are you most looking forward to that's coming out before the end of 2022? We'll start with Isaac. Oh, that's not fair. Um, uh, pos. What? Pos. <laughs> is this is this never been done? Like, is this a new thing? It's not an option. Uh, no. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I guess I'll just go with the cop out answer. Um, maybe God of War. I don't even know if I'm going to buy it. Um, I've got lots of games that I need to play first before I find something new uh but yeah i guess i'll just stick to to, to god of war for now because um, i'm invested so it'd be nice to see what they do with it <laughs> yay god of war yeah. hassan how about you uh a bit of a curveball um slime rancher 2 okay i really enjoy slime rancher 1 that game is is weirdly meditative like if you haven't played it, you collect slimes, you breed slimes, you kind of use the plots that they make to make money and kind of build like a bigger ranch. If you like like farming games and those kind of games, it's very much going to be your bag. Uh, the second game is out, I think, October or November, but I'm very excited for that. I'm also super excited for Pokemon, like super excited mm. for Pokemon. Same. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, when is <laughs> When is uh, Slime Rancher 2 coming? I'm, I'm not 100% sure they've got like a solid date, but they'd said like the end oh. of the year. Okay. 
All right, cool. Ram, how about you? Um, yeah, my backlog is very crazy, and I'm just catching up to games that I should have played like years ago. So I don't know that. Mm, actually, The Sims is coming out with an expansion pack that's coming out at the end of this month that is about high school years and I've not played Sims for a really long time not a really long time that's a lie I've been playing it recently but like I haven't been playing it like the way that I used to um but yeah, I'm just, so, okay yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I don't kill people in Sims for a game my, I was very <laughs> upset when one of my Sims died of hysteria like mm-hmm. just randomly so mm-hmm. you know, I'm very Sims. the game is mm-hmm. like a lot easier so i don't i'm no longer i'm reformed i'm not mm. mad <laughs> <laughs> he's born again <laughs> um, born again simmer <laughs> you say uh sinner or simmer uh um, yes Hassan. i hope you yes. said simmer because i thought yeah i was gonna say i'd be disappointed if... he said simmer and Hallie has peaked at this point <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're beating that. And with that, we'll close. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Both oh, pause. What? What about yours? Andy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good question. I think I'm going to say Ragnarok just because I've already pre-ordered it. It's the game that, without even thinking, I'm most excited about. There are others on that list as well. So Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, I'm very excited about as well. Gotham Knights has got me. I don't know if I'm actually going to buy it because the more I see of the game, the less I like it. <laughs> mm. uh, High on Life is coming out as well. The uh, the game that. by Justin Rowland <laughs> and like the Squanch guys. Ooh. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. I probably won't get that. But yeah, that's a cool game as well. I think I had something else, but I can't remember it. So, yeah, just those three. But out of all of those, God of War, Ragnarok, by far, I want to finish the Norse saga. I want to find out what happened and see just how it interconnects with the Greek saga because they promised that it's not a reboot. It's a continuation. So I want to see how they bridge that gap. With a boat, probably. (laughs) Sorry. Why is that the (laughs) thing that makes me try? Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) thanks Hattie Um, (laughs) so I think with that we'll close out thanks again Nerd Alternative please feel free to shout out where the people can follow you where they can find you what's in the pipeline Uh, okay Uh, you can find us at the Nerd Alternative with the E on Instagram you can find us at the Nerd Alternative with that with the E on Twitter Um, you can listen to us on Spotify Podchaser Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, anywhere you can listen to a podcast. We have a fledgling YouTube channel as well with a couple of videos up on there. Um, Apart from that, uh, we do the weekly uh, game breakdowns on our Twitter. So if you're looking for like an interesting game to play over a weekend, come check out our review threads. Um, Bram, am I missing anything? No, I don't think so. Um, right. Yeah, please, please leave us a rate, review, all that kind of jazz. Shoot us an email. Just chat to me on Twitter. Yeah, delightful. And uh, you can keep up with the streamcast with streamcast underscore on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. If you are watching this podcast, please give it a thumbs up. 
subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash streamcast. Tap the bell, set it to all so you get all the videos as soon as they come out. We have a Twitch channel, Streamcast TV. We stream on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays in the evening. Just finished Sekiro. So I'm really happy I don't have to play that game ever again. And we have a website, thestreamcast.co.uk, and our podcast is available on Spotify, Apple, Sounder, and many more podcasting platforms. So just search Streamcast and follow and listen. But until the next Streamcast, please take care of yourselves and your loved ones. Stay safe, and we'll see you on the next Streamcast.